welcome Hoosier fans to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering IU women's basketball. I'm your host tonight, Jeff Marlin. I'm joined by my co-host, Kathy Amos. We are also joined by Josh Bruick and Amanda Pavelka from the Hoosier Ticket Project, and we're excited to talk with them about one of the great things going on in around IU athletics. But before we jump into our conversation, we do want to mention we are sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. You are bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear. And even though it's not March Madness going on, keep your eyes out for new stuff. Not only do you get quality apparel, but you're also supporting an Indiana-based business that has its roots in the Kelly School of Business. Go Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. And just a little background about Who's Your Ticket Project, and we're going to ask Josh to kind of give us a little bit more as well, but this comes from their website. Since 2019, there have been over 200-plus donors to the Who's Your Ticket Project, 425-plus recipients, 55-plus games, allowing for Hoosier fans to see the Hoosiers. And so, Josh, I was kind of piggyback from that. Just give our fans a brief overview, and hopefully we have some new fans. You've, you've been on with us before, but hopefully some new fans to the podcast who haven't heard as much about Hoosier Ticket Project. But just how did it get started and where you're at with it today? Sure. Well, first, thank you for the opportunity to come on your show. Obviously, you know we're – we're big fans of, of of you, the assembly call. Obviously, your your podcast here, doing the work and, and the support you give the, the the women's team. So, anytime we get a chance to partner with you guys in any way, shape, or form, we're super appreciative. Um, and those numbers you read, I saw Amanda cringe because those I don't think they've been updated uh, with our <laughs> with our last season numbers. So I'll make sure she gets you those those okay. up to date numbers. But uh, the point remains the same, right? We we've had some great success here in our first our first couple seasons uh, being a nonprofit. And, you know, to answer your question, it really kind of got a grassroots start back in 2019 uh, on social media. Uh, a lot of us don't like to remember the the Archie Miller seasons, but there was a season in particular where IU made the the NIT and they, they were awarded a couple home games in Assembly Hall uh, as a part of that. And uh, they... They had $15 tickets for those games, those home games and general admission seats, assembly hall to see the men's team. And that's that's obviously, as you guys know, pretty unheard of. Right. Unheard of opportunity. And, uh, you know, kind of got to start on social media myself. I you know, I was sitting up at my home in Fort Wayne. I take my mom to a couple games a year, uh, you know, and we at least try to get down once a season. And if the Hoosiers are rolling, that's an expensive ticket for for a family that doesn't have season tickets that's commuting down there that makes a day out of it. It can be a, you know, a $600 day before you know it, buying tickets on the secondhand market and doing that whole song and dance. So for me, the light bulb went off, you know, when I saw those $15 tickets, it's like, man, this is a perfect opportunity to get some people that have never been, you know, to a game at assembly hall to see, to see Indiana basketball in assembly hall. What better chance, you know, general admission, get there early get seats down low. It's just an experience that a lot of people, um, you know, a first experience for a lot of people that they would have never had. So, you know, yeah, the NIT was no fun for, 
for anybody, but it really provided that opportunity. And it started on social media. Uh, you know, if you look at the Martha account, and I think the original tweet is on our website. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go to About Us, you can see that tweet where it was sent out back in 2019, you know, asking, hey, is there a family that's never been to a game? I want to send a family. And it just, it just, you know, Hoosier Nation just jumped on it from there. You know, you fast forward through that NIT run, and I think, you know, over 100 people went to those couple games. It carried over into the football season the following year, into that basketball season, and it was all kind of still done through social media. Well, then COVID hits, right? And it's like, okay, pause everything, right? But it was a good opportunity for us, and that's when I kind of got connected with Jason and Amanda and you know we had the idea collectively together let's 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 do this official let's make a nonprofit let's give it more exposure it can become a tax deductible thing for IU fans to donate tickets they're already doing it through social media so let's make it a little bit easier on the fans but also give give this whole thing a lot more exposure that a nonprofit can do it allow us to partner with other youth organizations you know and now we're you, you know now we're we're a couple years into this thing um, and it, it, we're, we're cooking, right? We just keep growing and growing. The momentum is growing and growing. And, and you look at the success that, you know, Mike Woodson's brought to the basketball team, and that's certainly helped us. And obviously Terry Morin giving so much exposure to the women's team. I mean, I sit back, you know, in my youth, I couldn't name an Indiana women's basketball player if I tried. But my daughter can name half the team now, and and that's you know, and we're providing those opportunities for women, for 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 young girls. And Amanda's spearheaded a lot of that. But it's just grown and grown and grown for every sport. You know, you look at football, basketball, men's basketball. We've done an event for baseball. Um, it's just it just continues to grow, and and who it's it's all because of Hoosier Nation, you know. And and we're continuing to grow our reach, and Amanda's a huge part of that, and Jason behind the scenes, and we've got an incredible team. So. You know, we're now two years. What are, when's our anniversary, man? To help me out, it's it's. Are we officially two years into it, or are we going to be two years this winter? About a year um, and a half yeah, in. August um, was actually I was in the Bahamas watching them play. Whenever you contacted me, so I want to say end of August um, is yep. when we started the paperwork um, yep. for non and then December. Ooh, I think it's the fifth. We yeah. officially. So it'll be, it's two years this summer since we kind of started the real organization. We became an, an official nonprofit that, that winter we got our, we got our 501 C three status. So we were tax deductible. So, you know, we're kind of crossing that two year. It seems like it's been so many more because we've had so many success stories and so much success, but you know, we're two years into that and we just keep growing and growing. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, <clears throat> I have a, this question's for both of you, but let's start with me with Amanda. So um, just about you personally a little bit, let um, some of our listeners get to know a little bit about you and, and how are you connected to IU that made you want to get the Hoosier Ticket Project started to begin with? Yeah, so as a kid, um, my family was blessed enough to have season tickets. And so I've been, uh, IU was a big part of my childhood, um, going to games, um, mainly men's games. Um, and so... I'm just a really big fan um, yeah. and wanted to give other kids the opportunity because I know firsthand the impact that it makes. Yeah, absolutely. Josh, how about you? Yeah, a little bit different, a little bit different story than a man. And I think that's what makes our team unique is that we all have different stories, right? You know, some of us went to IU, some of us didn't, 
you know, some of us went to satellite campus, you know, but we all are connected in some way, shape or form, just like everybody across this state and across, mm -hmm. you know, look at you guys. I mean, you know, every yeah. we're, we're, there's Hoosiers everywhere. I think I see Amanda say that line all the time. There's, you know, Hoosiers everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I, I started my, my educational career down in Bloomington, finished it up at a Fort Wayne satellite campus. I was born and raised a Hoosier. If you go to our website and look at kind of our about us, I mean, there's a picture of me when I was three on my grandpa's lap with a, an IU hat. Uh, I remember, you know, crying during the 92 Final Four as a, a, a young boy when Ted Valentine fouled out half the team. I mean, I've, I've just, you know, my, it, it runs deep in my roots like it does a lot of a lot of us here in the state. And, you know, it's just grown since then. So, um, yeah, I've, been, I've just been kind of born and raised a Hoosier a lot like Amanda. And, and you know, again, our team, each had, we each have our unique stories that kind of brought us together. Yeah. I, I want to kind of build off of one you said a little bit, Josh, is um, – and obviously I think the, the more success the programs have, probably the more – and football is a little bit of a unique animal too. But I was interested um, – <coughs> excuse me, because you mentioned baseball. Is, is, is that something that now you're looking for a little more or is that just kind of one a, a one-time thing or are you just kind of playing it by ear at this point? Yeah, great question. You know, we did our first baseball event. I, I take it was our first event. Amanda had matched some tickets, you know, the previous year, you know, with we, we get people that donate some of their season tickets and stuff. And she had found some good matches for those. We did our first official event this early this spring with the Danny Smith Little League in Bloomington, where, uh, you know, through donations, we were able to buy a block of tickets and donate them to the Bloomington Danny Smith Little League team. Uh, really fun event. We threw it together pretty quickly, but like we often do, we're able to, to put things together like this with the help of IU together really quickly. Uh, we got them tickets to the game and they were allowed to stick around after the game, go down on the field and get autographs from the entire team. So, and to answer your question, yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the success that Jeff Mercer's had with baseball, that Shonda Stanton's had with, with softball, any chance we get to partner with 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 those teams you know those two sports are a little bit different of an animal because the beginning of the season it's still so cold out and the weather's such a wild card but as you get into the season and we get opportunities yeah i think we had our, our baseball one this year i'm certain we want to look to do something with softball as well but absolutely any sport that affords us the opportunity we're going to look to jump on it that's awesome so um Kind of similar question, um, at least sort of related. <clears throat> and so, Amanda, you and I have known each other a little bit here now for about a year and a half as well. And last year, I was supposed to go to the women's basketball game that was away at Purdue. And you helped me, actually, I wasn't able to go, and you helped me get those tickets donated as well. So are away games also something that you actively seek out getting tickets for? Or is it more of a kind of an opportunity like, hey, these, these kind of fell in our lap. Let's see if we can get rid of them. Um, because we typically think of you as more home game related, but you know, in that case, you helped me with the away, away games. What, what are your thoughts on that? So our mission is to um, get kids to experience games at assembly hall. Um, however, if we get tickets, um, whether it be to a tournament game and away game, like the Purdue tickets you donated, we will absolutely do. We've matched them all. Any ticket away ticket we've ever gotten. Um, to a great home. So um, we will take any and all tickets. Um, yeah. So, and, so not actively seeking it out, but definitely right. not going to turn them away. Yeah. And Kathy, if, if I can touch on that real quick too, and Amanda made a great point, but what it does is, 
No, uh, we, we've had we had one in 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 Ohio, right? I think we had some Ohio State tickets donated once, and for the Dayton regional. But when we get some of these regional away games, it provides opportunity for Hoosier fans in that geographical area to go see the Hoosiers too, right? Again, we don't necessarily want to market it per se because you know it, it can get a little bit challenging to, mm-hmm. to place road games. But when we get those opportunities, like Amanda said, we're going to do everything we can. And generally, it's not a lot of hard work, right? Because there's IU fans, like we said, everywhere. And we provided some opportunities for some individuals not in the state of Indiana to get to watch IU that has been really rewarding as well. Yep. Jeff, you're on mute. Sorry, my dogs were barking, Dog. so I wanted to go. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was going to kind of – so does does digi, digi, digitalizing the tickets, does that make it easier for your your group to match up tickets now rather than like Jeff Marlowe has a ticket, but I got to physically send it to you we, like we would have had to do in the old days? Yeah, I think it's really the only way we're able to handle the volume that we do. Um We've had parking passes for football donated, physical, and of course we have matched all of them, but it's obviously a lot more difficult. So having those electronic, um, we send them out a couple hours or the morning of the Mm -hmm. game, typically. Um, Yeah, yeah, it makes it really easy for us. We've invested into a a lot of tools that have made kind of that job easy. I mean, Amanda will spend... Amanda invests a lot of time into that process, right? And and just to touch on that a little bit is, you know, when somebody donates a ticket electronically, it goes into kind of our background automated system that also houses anybody that requests a ticket. And, you know, she has at her fingertips the ability to, to, to see the tickets we have, but then to see the recipients we have too. And she's already qualified a lot of those because we require them to put in information you know, we don't want the tickets just going to anybody, right? We want to find, we want to find deserving individuals that, that, that really need that financial barrier removed. So, you know, she does a great job, her due diligence in terms of, you know, researching every single, you know, requester, you know, if, if we get somebody requesting North Carolina tickets, you know, that, that doesn't really give a story, we're going to ask a lot of questions and Mm -hmm. she does a great job doing that. Um, You know, so to your, to your question, Jeff, our, our automated tools are lifesavers for us, right? I mean, tickets come in, requesters come in, they're right there on one screen. It allow, allows us to, to really have all that information at our fingertips and really make what we think are really high-quality matches. Shout yeah. out to our COO, Jason Gurdum, for making <laughs> that happen behind the scenes. It's a lot of work and really just made easy now mm. with yeah. the tools and everything that he's created. That's great. So um, from a fan perspective, um, if somebody wants to donate, maybe talk about, we've already had someone in our our YouTube chat here um, talking about how they're already planning to donate. So how would this person go about donating and what are the different methods that they can actually donate to, to the Hoosier Ticket Project? Yeah. So if you go to our website, um, you can easily, um, donate tickets. Um, so we have a donor form that we like, for every donor to fill out um, for tax purposes. And then also just for our thank you purposes. So we have an email address to send um, updates um, coming up with a newsletter soon. Um, just important things like that. Um, so fill out the donor form and then transfer the tickets. Instructions are on our side as well. 
um, super easy. Um, we also accept monetary donations and that is, um, on our website as well. Yep. And what is your website for everyone in case they haven't been there? Hoosierticketproject.org. Nice and easy. Awesome. In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very logical. Very logical. So in terms of the cash donations, Amanda, can people actually specify and say, I want this to go towards men's basketball or women's basketball or specific games, or is it more just, it goes into a pool and then you use that to fulfill demand as it comes? Yes. Yeah, so actually um, we had a lot of people requesting for the Iowa game, a lot of monetary donations came in um, for the women? Requested to pack assembly hall for that yeah. game. And so um, we will use money that first, of course. And then there, if there's any leftover, we'll, um, we do our best. Um, we spend a lot of money on women's basketball. I think that's most of our requests where they've come from um, for women. So we absolutely, uh, We'll spend it on that. Yeah. I that, find that movement. Uh, sorry, I keep interjecting, but I, <laughs> I, I, I get pretty Problem. passionate about this stuff. And a lot of it is, is, is women centric. But when you look at the work that, that Amanda did with, with women's basketball, um, you know, and she really did a great job of spreading the word on social media too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the amount of, and to go back to her point on that Iowa game, right. I mean, the amount of, you know, there, obviously there was a big push to sell that game out and the mm -hmm. amount of monetary requests with the note in there, like, love what you guys are doing. We want these tickets to go, um, you know, to, to, to somebody to get into the Iowa game. It, it was really impressive for me to watch from afar and kind of watch her her do her thing. But yeah, that and, and I mean, I don't know if you want to touch on, too, and maybe it's a question you guys are going to ask. But, you know, with the tickets being different this year for women's basketball you know, how that may affect us and donations and things like that. I don't know if you want to touch on that or if that was a question you guys had, but certainly yeah. that's going to be a little bit different for us with women's basketball this year. But go ahead. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And Amanda, if you want to touch on that, because I think you have a better feel for kind of where where we're at as a program with, with those tickets and then kind of what that means for us too, right? Okay. Yeah. So back up to Iowa really quick, because that was our record game. Um, actually, um, not counting our ball in the hall where we had 300 kids. Right. That was the Wisconsin game, right? Um, is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had 143 at Iowa. Um, That's both That's awesome. the records for yeah. Ohio State and the Iowa game. I don't know if you guys remember whenever the record um, for tickets yep. kept. That's all our donors. That's um, awesome our numbers kind of pushed the record. So um, that was pretty cool. I think Jason yeah. calculated that. And then we had 90 at Ohio State. Um, so yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, we hope to double that number this year, but always <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot for the stars. Um, sure. Whenever it comes to women's basketball, especially. Um, so about the reserve seats, um, Typically, we're able, um, obviously, GA made it really easy um, and inexpensive. And sounds like the whole um, lower level is sold out, basically. Um, so if you have tickets um, left over, we can definitely find a good home for them. Um, I know it's GA in the balcony might be a little hard for kids to see. So even if it's last minute, um, that will definitely affect 
the tickets that we have. So if, if you don't know anyone else who can use the tickets, we would love to match them with kids. Yeah. So go ahead, Josh. Well, no, I was just going to piggyback on that really quick. I had a chance to, you know, I was at a um, event last week where um, Mackenzie and, and Sydney were there and they were talking a little bit about, about the tickets and um, you know, some comments they made is obviously it's a first for, for women's basketball, right. With the reserve seating, the way it is. And, you know, when you look at some of the trends, with with the on the men's side, especially on those non-conference games, those early games, you see a lot of season tickets that sometimes go unused. They get sat on for whatever reason. We become a really mm-hmm. tremendous outlet for those tickets. Uh, you know, one one comment they made was 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 essentially kind of the same thing. We we're so glad we we sold all those tickets, but we just hope those seats are are, are filled right because you know it, it's going to be different, right? General admission allows people to just get in there and kind of pack it from the bottom up. You know, yep. if, if those tickets go unused because people are only attending select games, it's going to make it look a little bit less less full form, which, you know, is going to be a little bit different form. So I think it just kind of speaks to the same thing is if, if you're not going to use your tickets, consider us. Right. I think it's it's just it's kind of a natural fit. We'd be happy to help you find homes just instead. It's, it's so easy to just sit on them. But I think if you get them over to us, it's going to allow us to find somebody, you know, deserving to get in there for a game. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna throw this to Amanda. I'm sorry, Kay. I'm gonna throw this to Amanda real quick because I think one to me one of the neat things because I think Amanda does a lot of this for you guys, uh, from what I've seen and remember. I, I'm a big fan when I'm gonna sit here at home. And I'm going through like for example my Twitter feed while the game's going on or after the game's over, and I see these pictures of these kids and the families popping up on Twitter that I'm a, that I'm pretty sure Amanda's taking. How did that idea kind of get started to get that and 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 post that to kind of help promote the project? Yeah, so I think a lot of times I send pictures to Josh because I get so wrapped up in in things. And so just wanted to um, obviously like whenever people donate tickets, it's difficult for us to, um, you know, reach out and send a picture of of whoever um, used their tickets. So that was our way of showing our donors who gets to go to the games and just to share with them the impact they made. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So if um, you kind of started touching us a, a little bit, but maybe go into depth about how if we're on the, we talked about the giving in, what about the receiving in? How do people apply that maybe want to get tickets? And what kind of criteria do you use to determine who get to use those tickets? You mean to take that, Amanda? Yeah, I've done a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, really the same way. You know, you go to our website, um, you know, who's your ticket project. There's a request form. Uh, we ask that that you at least give a little bit of, of your story, kind of your why, why, why are you kind of deserving of these tickets? Um, you know, our ask is, and Amanda, again, just she doesn't, you know, whoever's qualifying, but a lot of times it's her, you know, she'll, she'll do a great job of reaching out and making sure that they're a good fit for us, right? You know, we, we, we want it to be with people that really need that financial barrier removed. Right. Um, you know, our goal is to get as many youth as we can. So there are some extenuating circumstances that, you know, kids have been to a game, but still they're kind of that, they're in that deserving mold, whether they're with like a big brothers, big sisters, or, a you know, boys and girls club or something like that. We might send some, some, some repeat folks, but really we're trying to get first timers. We're trying to get as many youth in there as possible really to create that first time, experience. So all we all that we ask is that when you fill that out, 
tell us your kind of your, your story, your, your why behind it. And, you know, we'll do the rest. Yep. That's great. So um, as we've been talking again, we have people live in our, a few people live with us tonight and we had two comments. I thought we should share one. Megan Mahaffey said, well, she may have intentionally overbought on some of their women's tickets, knowing if they have extra, they can pass them along. So thanks to Megan. Um, and then I'm sure this is super serious, but Chad is going to retract his donated tickets because of your oval hat. So <laughs> we may have to rethink the hat going forward. Chad, Chad, <laughs> General Chad? Which <laughs> Chad is that? Chad Schwarzkopf, yeah. Oh, General Chad. Chad. <laughs> he never would. <laughs> so, I'm going to shout out Megan because she's been in a Megan's awesome. supporter from day one. So yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Megan. Megan. <laughs> Yeah, she's tremendous. Hey, absolutely. so and I'm and this may be a simple answer, but just one of the questions we kind of had is: Does basketball and we say basketball? It's we'll say men's basketball, but women's you said has been pretty popular too. What sport gets the most donations slash demand? Mo, mo what well, you may take that, Amanda. Yeah, most <laughs> donations, um, football, um, right, and and. Mm -hmm. Most demand. I say football. We get a lot. We get a lot of men's basketball too. Most demand is obviously men's basketball. I think, you know, for for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. football really is depending on kind of the situation, right? There was the, I think, back to the season where there was a lot of expectation, and you know, then it it's it was kind of the tale of two two seasons, right? It started off with we weren't getting many tickets. A lot of people wanted to go. To the end, when we didn't really meet expectations, we were getting flooded with tickets and, and you know, we couldn't really find homes. So a lot of it just depends on kind of the momentum of the season. Okay. Right. Um, so but again, I think the most people we get the most requests for, for men's basketball. We probably get the most tickets donated for both football and men's basketball yep. with women's basketball <clears throat> really, really growing. Yeah, that's great. I um, have some numbers for this last um, season. Um, of tickets matched, um, women's basketball leads was 700, and then football 350, men's basketball 278. And the, those are tickets donated or requested? Uh, tickets matched. So okay, matched. So. Of course, there's going to be a lot more requests. Yeah. So a donation, and somebody was able to actually go. Yeah, that's great. So it's actually overwhelmingly women's basketball. I think that's what uh, I heard. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully that just continues to go, but <laughs> um, we'll see how that that happens as the program continues with their success. So that's fantastic. Um, so speaking of spreading your message and your word and and getting getting things out there, do you have any new strategies you're looking at for this coming year to to continue to grow and spread about what you're you're you guys are doing? Josh, yes. yeah, go ahead. No, Josh, sorry. Yeah, all right, Josh, go first. Then you can. Yeah, um, obviously, continued <laughs> exposure. I think one of the most exciting things is th is that we've added some individuals to our team, um, really to help from a marketing standpoint. Um, we've added a young lady, uh, Sarah, who who we're getting ready to kind of announce her addition to our team publicly, which we'll do. I don't want to steal that thunder, but you know, she she's an IU alum who's a marketing professional who's really going to help us with our exposure. Huge women's basketball fan as well. So shout out Sarah. Um, but you know, she's only going to help us in terms of getting our brand awareness out there. Um, you know, when we're adding some other individuals, you know, down the road to help with our website and things like that, we're having a graphic designer return. So for us, it's all about our exposure. But when you look at us kind of, 
you know, trying to expand upon what we do, we're certainly going to look to, you know, we've had, we had events last year. We had our weekend at the rock event. We had our giving blitz. We had our ball in the hall. We plan to do those again, but expand upon them, right? Make them better experiences. And one thing, you know, Amanda's really challenged us with is, is not necessarily focus on how many people, but the impact we can have while they're with us, right? Really make it a memorable experience, whether that means a tailgate at a football game and a souvenir, or, you know, getting their face painted, or, you know, one of the things she did with Ball in the Hall last year was there was an autograph session afterwards, you know, down on the court with the entire team, you know, where a lot of the individuals that attended got a poster, got to get it signed. So it was really, it was more than just attending the game. You know, she added some things in there along the way that really made it a memorable experience. So, you know, we certainly look to continue with those events. We've got some other exciting ideas that, you know, I'll let kind of Amanda tease if I missed anything, but, you know, we really want to expand upon what we've done and continue to grow that way. Yeah. And Amanda, while you talk about that, maybe, um, you know, Josh has mentioned it a couple of times, like the ball in the hall, what did that entail? And um, give us a little bit of background about that. And maybe that will help set the stage for some of the things you're planning for this coming year. Yeah, so the ball in the hall was the Wisconsin game, as you mentioned. Um, we had uh, 300 youth, um, bigs, littles, uh, families, uh, mainly um, youth, to this event. Um, they attended the game, and then um, they everyone got a shirt, an IU women's basketball shirt, um, thanks to Indiana Shop. They've been awesome partners in helping us um, have kids take home souvenirs. Um, so that they remember, <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> after the games, um, after that game, uh, I, we worked with IU and they were actually like so generous beyond generous. Um, they had the four freshmen out, um, signing autographs on the floor. Only, it was only those kids allowed on the floor. Um, and they signed autographs. Actually the whole team was out there, um, honestly, and, this wasn't an NIL deal. This was just purely they wanted to make those youth experience um, an awesome one. And honestly, I think most of those kids were first timers. Never been to a game. So what what an experience for them. Um, it was awesome. Josh was there. Josh, do you have any stories? No, it was, uh, it was a tremendous event, right? I mean, just... Uh, for me, just seeing, you know, when we talk about women's basketball, that event and just, you know, our, our presence, you know, I think, and Amanda, you touched on it too, just the way the universities worked with us and allowed us to, you know, have a presence in the lobby beforehand and then get down on the court afterwards and some of the same stuff with men's basketball and obviously baseball, you know, they've been nothing but you know, accepting of us and they've opened their arms up to us, but just seeing, you know, our presence in the lobby and people coming up to us and asking the questions and, you know, what are you guys doing? What are these shirts for? And, and, you know, but then just to get to see the people attend the event and stick around afterwards. And, you know, I still look back often at that group photo that we had taken on the court afterwards and all those people that were able to attend because of our donors, it was just a, a tremendous thing. And then, you know, to, to, to take a step back and realize that it was folk that, that was all about women's basketball. Mm. I mean, to me, that was, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a father of a young lady and, and, you know, she's a basketball player and, and she got to, she got to 
witness her first Indiana women's basketball game this past year. And, and I, I took my entire basketball team down there and just to see the impact that that had on them. Right. I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's such an incredible thing, especially for the, for the empowerment of, 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 of young women. That, that to me has been kind of one of the most rewarding things because it hasn't always been that way in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, um, you know, you even look at, at the beginning of Co- coach Morin's tenure and the place was mostly empty and to see where it's come from where it started to where it is now. I mean, it's just hats off to the program. Um, you know, the fans for, for buying in and for us to be a kind of a small part in, in providing some of those first time experiences, you know, whether it's an event or whether it's just sending somebody to a game and, and just, you know, kind of taking a step back and seeing the impact it has is, is really, really incredibly rewarding. Yeah. I, 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 One of the things that stuck out to me with that event was in just every game, um, the girls are not too, even as popular as they've gotten, they're never too good to sign autographs and get every last picture. I mean, they were calling Chloe back to the locker room and she signed every last autograph, yeah. every last picture. Yeah. So, not surprising. Yeah. Jeff, sorry. Yeah. So no, I mean, Josh has brought it up a couple of times. Yeah. Was when you first got started, was university like when you were like, if you went to them and said, Hey, we need some help. Like I, I need a table, whatever for, for an event. Have they been pretty, pretty, um, uh, on board with you from the beginning or was it something she kind of had to show them that this was picking up steam? Yeah, I think they certainly saw the whole venture kind of grow, kind of build up even before it was a nonprofit, you, you know, and a lot of them, you know, behind the scenes, there were coaches and and folks reaching out with their tickets. So not only have they been accepting, but they've also been contributors as well. I mean, I remember some games where where Fred Glass gave his tickets. And this was even before we were a nonprofit. Um, you know, some coaches have, have, have given their tickets and they've reached out about you know, even since we've become a nonprofit about doing the same and, and, you know, they've been, and we did our due diligence too, because obviously anytime there's, there's tickets, you know, you want to make sure from a compliance standpoint Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you're doing everything that they want to see you doing. Right. We want to make sure that that just, that just adds to the buy-in we're going to get from them. If we're doing things, you know, how they want to see them done. So yeah, they have been right. I mean, there's, there's some times where, you know, it's a high profile game. It can be a little more challenging to do some things. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're running into some stuff with, with football this season. If you look at their early season schedule, it's really unique this season, mm-hmm. right? They open with Ohio State. They've yep. got a Friday night game. Then they have one of their home games up, up in Indy. So really, when you look at that early non-conference, see that non-conference schedule, there's only one, one Saturday game outside of Ohio state, which, you know, for events can, can provide some challenges, but they're, they do everything they can to kind of accommodate us. I think we've proven to them that we're a really solid partner. I think they appreciate what we do as well. I mean, it's a win-win for them, right? I mean, we're filling seats that would probably likely be empty, right? With individuals that are in there and potentially buying concessions and stuff. So for them, I think they see some of it as a win-win. So they've been, they've been really, really helpful for us. And absolutely. Hopefully making more fans for life too, giving them that great first experience, especially. So um, maybe just a couple more questions. I have one also that wasn't um, originally on my list, but you've mentioned it a couple of times that you've partnered with other organizations. You mentioned Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Maybe can you talk a little bit about that process, um, Amanda, and who are some of the other nonprofits that you, you partner with to make sure the tickets are going used and going to a good cause? 
Yeah. So we partnered with the Big Brothers Big Sisters is kind of an obvious one of Indianapolis, um, Columbus and Bloomington um, Boys and Girls Clubs of Indianapolis. They have 17 locations. And so we've been able to connect with the head of those um, and just whatever groups they they can transport down there. We've been able to get um, to games. Um we plan to expand that. Uh, we're working with United Way right now um, to help connect us with other organizations. Um, we've been in contact with Girls Inc. Um, so yeah, it's a good one. Yep, awesome. Yeah, I, I guess one of the ones that there are just so many special stories. So I originally kind of had a question: Is there was there any kind of one story that stood out? But it just I think the thing that I just I won't even ask you as a question. I just want to commend your whole group, Josh, Amanda, everybody that works with you guys. To me, this is just and, and Megan pointed this out in the workaholics on the YouTube chat. This is one of those great where we can kind of show Twitter success stories because you mentioned it all started with a tweet from Martha the Mop Lady. But I, I just, to me, this is one of those things that really makes me proud to be a Hoosier fan, that we have people out there like you guys who kind of got the kind of started, but we have so many fans out there who are like now looking at this going, I'm not using my tickets tomorrow night. I'm going to donate them and, and they'll get, and they'll get used. I, I just want to thank you guys. And, and to me that to, the big success story here is all these kids and families that you've helped go to games. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I, I certainly appreciate those kind words. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Jeff, when when you say, I mean, we, we, we would not be able to do what we do without the generosity of the Indiana fan base. I mean, they're the reason this whole thing, you know, received the momentum to even start a nonprofit. Right. And, and they've been tremendous since the day we launched until now. I mean, it's just it's grown and grown and grown. So, again, we couldn't do it without them. And we're super grateful you know, I think it, it, to your point, you know, it makes you proud to, to, to be an IU fan, but I think at the heart of it, it's, it's kind of what it means to be a Hoosier, right. To give back. I mean, again, we go back to like Indiana meeting something different for all of us, right. It all holds a unique place in our heart, but we all have the sense that we want to give back to the place because of what it's provided for us. And I think that's, that's what this is all about. We want others to be able to experience that because you, you never know the impact it's going to have on somebody's life. So that's what it's all about for us. And again, we couldn't do it with without the help from everybody in, in, in the fan base. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe a good way to, to end it, though, is is there any specific stories? You don't need to use names or anything, but is there something specific, a story that you've you've just really sticks out in your head that says, you know what, this defines why we are who we are and why the Hoosier Ticket Project exists? Is there just one story you can share with everybody that that always sticks out to you? Yeah, sorry. I actually want to back up a minute because I don't feel like Josh would ever give himself enough credit um, for what all he's done is start all of this. Um, he started this all and it wouldn't be a nonprofit without him. So <laughs> um, shout out Josh. Thank you. Enough, um, <laughs> truly um, started all this and just, yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, I think that a story that sticks out to me, um, women's basketball related, was a young girl from Ohio named Mackenzie. And I mentioned her name. But she really wanted to meet Mackenzie Holmes. And we were able to make it happen. Yeah, that's cool. great. So, 
Uh, for me, uh, I, I like to share a couple stories from this past men's basketball season. Is is you never know the kind of request you're going to get in or who's going to reach out. But we had a couple individuals, and and they weren't they weren't they weren't even kids, but they were they were they were um, older individuals that were dealing with some health issues. You know, one one had some terminal brain cancer. The other one was recovering from breast cancer. Um, each story, I think unique in its own right. Um, you know, the, the, the gentleman that had the, the terminal brain cancer got to attend the game with, with his wife and his sons. And, um, probably the last time he, he you know, you never know. Right. But probably the last time he's going to be able to attend an IU game like that. And, you know, to go back to kind of some of the, the questions about IU working with us, you know, Amanda was, was able to work with, the athletic department, the coaching staff, and get him back in the locker room to spend some time with the players. Uh, Coach, I think he got his photo with with Coach Woodson. Um, you know, and and you know, you fast forward, you know, five years down the road, ten years down the road, you, you know, the impact that's going to have, mm-hmm. you know, obviously on 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 that that gentleman's kids and the ch- the opportunity that he got to experience or they got to experience with their dad, you know, potentially one last time in assembly hall is just to me, I mean, you can't, you can't overstate that impact. Right. right? And then, you know, we had a, a lady that um, was recovering from, from, I think stage three breast cancer, you know, she was still, and, and she, she, she gave us one heck of a t- testimonial about the impact it had individually on her. And, you know, her request came from a, from one of her friends and, she would, she, her, the only access she had to IU games was going out into her driveway, getting in her car and listening to Don Fisher on the radio call the games. And, and here she is fighting, you know, fighting with, you, you know, terminally or not, excuse me, not terminally, but stage three breast cancer. And, and, you know, she was, I think in between chemo and, and, you know, either radiation and chemo or chemo and radiation, vice versa, but she was getting, she's just finished one getting ready to start the other. And she had the opportunity to attend, an Indiana men's basketball game last year. And for her, and she shared this in her testimonial, but it was the fuel behind, you know, really kind of the recharge she needed, you know, to get ready for that next step and, and, and fighting uh, breast cancer. So w- when you get, when you get stuff like that, man, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, yeah. that's this, the impact, the impact here is, is something, you know, you can, it's hard to even put words, words to it. So it's, it's right. th- stories like that. And of course there's, you know, a bunch of others just like that, that, that are all, all pretty moving, but those certainly stick out from last season. Yeah, that's great. It yeah. always reminds us that it's always more than just sports. And we, Jeff and I have talked about it a couple of times on, on our podcast, especially I have a, a couple of friends who aren't big sports fans and trying to explain it to them is hard, but I, I hear stories like that and that makes it, you know, a little easier to, to try to describe and, and help them relate to how sometimes it's not about the game. It's about all of the other things that go along with it. So yeah, thanks for helping to make that happen. Yes. Amanda, I think you were starting to say something. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think just like a little more on uh, the terminal cancer story. Um, The coaching staff has been just absolutely, I mean, talk about people who work 120 hours a week. (laughs) Um, And they were able to actually, his favorite player was Calvert Chaney. And they actually were able to get a hold of a video of, of Calvert talking to him. Um, oh, wow. wow. The best. So um, just 
the things that the coaching staff has done is really stuck out as just having their support means so much. And yeah, yeah. it makes a big difference. And before we finish up here, we want to thank Amanda and Josh for joining yeah. us this afternoon or this evening here on the doing the work podcast. But is there anything you want to each of you want to kind of leave our audience with as we get ready to close out the interviews? Amanda, I'll let you go first. <laughs> just like another massive thank you to our donors. And I try my best. Uh, we try our best to um, show the impact that you make. But sometimes you don't get the thank you you deserve. Like we really appreciate you guys and none of this would be possible without you. So if you've donated tickets, um, given us a retweet on social media, all of that helps spread the word and we appreciate you so much. I, I uh, well said Amanda and, and spot on. I, I, I want to take the opportunity and thank, you know, both you Jeff and you Kathy for allowing us to, to come on this show. I want to thank Jared uh, coach, everybody involved with the assembly call, um, just the partnership from day one that, that the assembly call group and family has given us. Um, you know, I, I told this story once kind of casually last year, but, you know, when we got our early start in our nonprofit, Jared kind of reached out to me and, and asked about, um, you know, being a sponsor on the show or, or, uh, What's the minute you guys have early on? The meaningful minute? I can't remember mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. meaningful moment. Yeah, the meaningful moment. Thank you. And, you know, kind of sponsoring that because it was kind of, you know, centric with what we do. And and at the time we were just getting started and we didn't have really the resources to invest into advertising quite yet. And, um, you know, I told him that and, you know, I fast forward a month and I'm listening to a show and and I hear that we're the sponsor of the, the meaningful <laughs> moment. Right. And um, that was a meaningful moment for me. Right. Because yeah. he went ahead and did it anyway. And yeah, um, you know, like that's him. just the kind of, of of group. Not not only Jared is Jared is obviously a tremendous human, but everybody involved. Right. You guys have been tremendous supporters of ours, whether it's the assembly call, whether it's the doing the work podcast. I mean, here you show up in a a Hoosier ticket project shirt, Kathy and Jeff, I'm sure if you had one, you would have too. So it's just, it's that kind of support that you, your family, um, the chat, my, everybody involved has given us. So super, super grateful for, for what you guys have done for us and the exposure you continue to give us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our Thanks. pleasure. So, yeah. And so we want to thank Josh and Amanda for being with us this evening. Uh, we want to remind you our next episode of doing the work is to be determined. It's due to some <laughs> vacation slash travel plans for uh, Kathy and I. Be sure to watch our Twitter account or in the private community if you're a member for more details when we set a date. Assembly Call will be on Thursday This with their normal weekly show. If you want to see us do the show live and be a part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. You can also be a part of our private community as well. Find out more at assemblycall.com slash community. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our new logos. Also, a big thank you to Bob Thompson for our music that you heard through the broadcast. And a thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU Hoops with you again soon. And Kathy, I'll give you, before I sign it off, I'll give you a chance for one last uh, anything you have on your mind. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, nothing else uh, that can't be said nearly as well as what Josh and Amanda said. But other other than you're thanking all the donors, but thank you for making it happen. Right. So, you know, there's been times where maybe people have had tickets and they can't get rid of them or don't know what to do with them and they just try to sell them. 
now we know they're going to a good home. And if you don't need to resell them, I think this is a much better method. I know I've donated some tickets to you all and some cash, and I completely plan on doing it again. I know people in our workaholics here in the chat are planning to do the same already. So I'm happy to have you both here and um, we'll be happy to have you back again to continue spreading the word. So thank you very much. Thank you. And we do want to thank Josh and Amanda from Hoosier Ticket Project for joining us. If you want to find out more about Hoosier Ticket Project, again, that website is HoosierTicketProject.org, where you can find out the information about donating or possibly receiving tickets. We'll talk to you again soon in a couple of weeks. Until then, keep your elbow in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers. All right. And uh, real quick, Megan asked if you're planning a donor drive again anytime soon. Do you have any? Yes. No? So our second annual giving list is August 23rd. And since all of you have been on for 49 minutes, I think you deserve <laughs> to know, have a little tease, that we are collaborating with a really good brand. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was awesome. You guys, that really, that was, I, I, that was great. It was that flowed. Great conversation. Thank you for joining yep. us. Thank you for having us very much. Yeah. Good. Hope, hope to see you guys down there here this fall or this winter. Yeah. Uh, I won't sure be able to we'll make it this paths. fall, but I'm hoping to make it back for the assembly call meetup um, this winter. We'll see how things go. So awesome. Well, I hope that happens. Yeah, for sure. We'll hopefully awesome. see you there. Absolutely. Right. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you both. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Appreciate you being with us. I will do that, Amanda. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. See ya. Bye.